October said. And on today's episode, we are with Abu Bakr Sadiq. Abu Bakr Sadiq is a tech entrepreneur and he's the founder of Vicadam. It's a school that is meant to guide and put people in a position that skills that are very important and especially where language and everything become a barrier. To fill that gap, he founded that school. And also, like, he is into Web3, teaching people and everything. So, actually, even the best thing about the school is in the world where authenticity and, like, poetry become a thing, so by academy, make sure, like, the certificate is on blockchain so everybody can easily get to aggregate and know if the certificate is portable, is authentic. So, um, first of all, Abubakar Sadiq, how did you start it? Yeah, um, with regards to tech? Yes. Yeah, I think I've been in this space for for more than 10 years, more than a decade, and um, curiosity led me to the journey I am this person that I used to go on the internet, search things, learn how they work, how they are. And if I can remember, I developed my first website by, back in 2009 when I was in SS2. And um, I didn't know one taught me how to do it with the use of the tools and the resources I get on Google. That's how I, I begin my journey. Curiosity, I'm always learning every day and up to today, every single day I learn something new. Yeah, that's what Okay, and that is why you want to give back society and use your Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen I've seen um there is a huge gap um with regards to these technological advancements and if you look at uh, our society we are left behind. So um our vision at Bacademy is to bridge that gap. Um, bring those skills um, to the doorsteps of individuals where you can be able to um, access those resources, whether you like it in, in English or in, in native, in your uh, local language, language. and um, try to assimilate those resources and be relevant because technology is advancing every single day. Um, changes are happening mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, and... Um, you have to for in the in this twenty-first century for you to be relevant, you have to keep learning every single day because changes you can see Chat GPT is here. Yeah, <laughs> Chat GPT yeah. become a thing that especially right now that is free, so people are making yeah, I'm making a lot of work so good because yeah. right now a work that you will spend days like Chat GPT will just do it for you in a few minutes. Yeah. Like talking about Chat GPT. I saw a tweet saying that um, somebody like chatting with GPT that that was five and chat GPT or something is ten and he keep pushing chat GPT to me confirmed like it's not ten is eleven. So um this thing become people are afraid like AI will become a thing that will take their job and when you look at Web3, a lot of people are scared. Why? Because um, the major things that Web3 comes is economic crisis. So people are really scared with Web3 and AI because of a lot of economic inclusion that Web3 comes. 
What is your take on that? Yeah, for me, with regards to AI, I think um, what will happen is um, a lot of jobs would be irrelevant, but new jobs will be created. That's why you have to keep learning. If, for example, maybe in the, in the near future, um, people that have skills to use chat GPT or to utilize chat GPT and make something out of it will be relevant because, for example, you want a content creator in your company and um, chat GPT can create that content within seconds. Yes. Yeah, so why, why hire someone to write contents for you? You know, why, why, why do you have an AI that can do that for you? So a lot of those examples, I think with regards to this AI thing, um, some jobs or most jobs will be irrelevant. AI will replace them, but people that can um, use the AI, use the AI and uh, utilize it, those jobs will be relevant. And with regards to this um, Web3, I think when you look at everything, I think that in this space, with regards to crypto, cryptocurrencies in general, um, they are scams. And um, when you look at everything, even religion, every single thing, there are people that will use it the right way and there are people that will use it in the wrong way. So why people fall for that, for those kind of scams, I think it's because they don't go and dive deep and get the proper knowledge, the proper understanding. It's This is how we do things in, in our society or generally in the world. We have this kind of instant gratification. Maybe you are in the tech for more than 10 years, you've been struggling, failing, succeeding. And me, I want to start a journey in the tech and um, I want to succeed and become like you in one week or, or, or two months. So that <clears throat> will keep me not from going and learning you know, extensively on that specific topic. And at the end of the day, people will fall and become victims of um, scams and all those kind of things. But I believe if we leverage the, the resources out, out there on the internet, you can go there. You don't become an expert in Web3 or any field by watching a one hour or 30 minutes YouTube video or two hours YouTube video. You have to get mentors. This is what I tell people. Like the resources are, are out there, but if you get the resources, you should at least you should on top of that you should get a mentor, someone that has done it ten times, one hundred times before, and they filled, they know the loopholes, they know everything, so that they can guide you, they can guide you on how to go and push towards that direction. And um, I want to touch on something um, with regards to uh, the difference. Because there is this misconception between cryptocurrency and, and blockchain. blockchain. Yeah, exactly. a lot of people think that when you say blockchain, you are referring to cryptocurrency. It's Blockchain is just like a university and cryptocurrency is just like a, a department or a faculty in, in, in the university. Yeah, it's a, it's a subset. So you can do a lot of things with a blockchain. For computer scientists, blockchain is nothing more than a data structure. And um, for a layman, blockchain is just like a database where you can store information. It cannot be altered. Uh, it's secure. It's transparent, and it has all those. And it gives control back to the people. So that's yeah. Actually, actually I like concern what your organization is doing about uh, certification. I saw Stanford did the same thing with Salesforce technology about blockchain, so that at least 
even like uh, student transfer to other school, they can send their student transcripts directly on blockchain. So there is no way that would be poached or altered. So um, talking about uh, cryptocurrency and everything, like you were like last year, twenty twenty two, you are uh, a celebrity on the uh, Hollywood red carpet during Binance Week. How did that happen? Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, I attended uh, Binance Blockchain Week, and I think I'm one of the, if not, I don't know, maybe from northern Nigeria, I don't think we are more than five that attended the conference in Dubai. And um, during the Binance Blockchain Week, there is this Hollywood Red Carpet experience <clears throat> where you go in there and um, you do a style, you record your few seconds video. I think it's five seconds or ten seconds, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So for the, for three days, there there is that um, red carpet experience, and um, among more than one thousand attendees, one is going to be selected to be the star of the day. And luckily, I I became the star of the day, and I was at the front page of um, Binance Binance social handles. You know, I'm all over. Um, they awarded me star of the day and some kind of token um in BUSD. So yeah, um it's it's a great experience. I I uh, represented our company there as a delegate and uh, one of our UK companies as a delegate and um uh I get to meet a lot of people, I get to network with key industry players um like Justin Son, uh, the the owner also of Tron. Tron, Tron and BitTorrent, I think it's one of the ten, top 10 cryptocurrencies in the world, or top 20. So, yeah, um, I participated in that and luckily I became um, the star of the day during the conference. Yeah, so uh, my question now goes to cryptocurrency because like people have a lot of issues when it comes to that. People just feel like, yeah, I can make money using cryptocurrency, blah, blah, blah. He will go and take money from his uncle, grandma, and everything. And without proper research, without proper education, he just invested it in. And then the market is volatile. Crash. Exactly like, like the word is non-financial advice. I think you can do financial advice a bit. What is the first thing for somebody to understand when investing in crypto? Okay, I think um, what people fail to understand is, you know, when you come to the crypto space, um, there are a lot of bad, bad eggs, especially in the BSC, that's finance blockchain, because it's easier to deploy a token there and um, <clears throat> put in liquidity or do a fair launch and people contribute to the coin and um, at the end of the day uh, the owners of the token can do what is called a rock pool a rock pool means because if you look at it this is let me go back to the basics this is what gives cryptocurrency value that is what is called liquidity so the liquidity gives the cryptocurrency value so at when investors are contributing buying the token buying the cryptocurrency 
the liquidity is moving higher because the, the, the crypto market is the is designed based on demand and supply. The more people buy a cryptocurrency, the more the price goes up. When you hear someone saying that this coin did 10x, 20x, 5x, it means that um, there is high volume of people that are buying that cryptocurrency. When you see a coin or cryptocurrency going down, it means that there are low uh, people are selling the token or cryptocurrency, for example. So there are a lot of bad eggs in the space. After they try to convince you that this is a legit project and people have started investing in the project, then after a couple of days or sometimes a couple of hours, people start buying, 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 then they remove the liquidity. And if they remove the liquidity, then they leave you with nothing. They leave you with numbers in your trust wallet. That's the tokens. You will see someone, I have um, 7 billion of got and I want it to become $1. And when it becomes $1, I have 7 billion. That's, that, that's crazy. And so for someone to start out in the space, first, it's knowledge. You have to understand the basics, how do uh, how the market works, how everything works. Then after that, before you invest in any cryptocurrency or token, you have to do your own research. Even CZ, the CEO of Binance, who is the like the the, the, the greatest guy in the yeah, crypto space. Recorded. Yeah. <clears throat> after he read anything on his Twitter page, he was write D Y O R. Do your own research. Firstly, if you want to invest in something, you have to first um, look who are the, the founders, like who are the behind the project. If you look at that, then look at their roadmap. That's what do they plan? What's the utility? Um, let me give you an example. There are shit coins. They don't have utilities. What, it, what we mean by utility is something that is backing a project. Just like how money works, real money works, paper money works, you know, it's based on every country has its um, utility. utility. So the crypto market works based on use cases. Let's say this coin is called renewable coin and its use case is based on renewable energy products and services. Let's say this is based on oil and gas. This is based on t-shirts this is be it depends so take pnb for example they have a utility they have a lot of utilities back in their project but the binance wallet that's the that that the binance app mm. trust wallet they bought trust wallet coin market cap they bought coin market capture <clears throat> it's the utility for you to perform a transaction on the binance wallet it, you have to have the bnb bnb or smart chain or on trust wallet you have to have the BNB and they will take the transaction fees on that BNB. That means you have to be a holder of BNB for you to make a transaction. It makes you so it increases the number of people that will use BNB. Because if you want to use the, their app or their wallet, you must have that BNB. So you get the point, especially trust the wallet. It yeah. becomes the value that makes yeah. it. If you buy, you know, it's an asset. It's an asset, yeah. So you have to look at all those kind of aspects before investing in any other project. But these meme coins or hype coins, at the end of the day, if you risk collecting your family money or your friends' money, you'll end up in trouble. I have like two or three friends right now 
with cases in court and um, it's not good actually if you want to invest in stuff like that it's involved risk but at the same time always invest where you can afford losing and never invest so much money okay uh while you're explaining liquidity i just remember there is a word that when you are understanding or you are uh, reading about markets you hear the word wells who are the real wells and like how do you understand wells are behind a coin or a token yeah um wells uh, are individuals that holds or that have the capacity of buying large amount of a token or, or, uh, or cryptocurrency <clears throat> for example let's say we have a cryptocurrency that has 1 million uh, supply and um, you have the capacity to buy 50,000 50,000 that's 5% right yes. you have the capacity to buy let's say 10,000 that's 1% so you, you are obviously aware because you can accumulate a certain percentage, a certain because 1% out of total supply of a token is huge, mm-hmm. is very huge. So you, you, you are obviously aware. And so if you have the capacity to buy um, a <clears throat> certain amount of token or coin, you are actually aware. Or, or you are in the project or you are not in the project so those are wells wells based, basically on cryptocurrency project are people that hold some some certain level of percentages in that cryptocurrencies and for you to identify a well for example everything that that's one thing <clears throat> one thing with the um, cryptocurrency space and the blockchain space is that um, everything is transparent on the blockchain so for example if cryptocurrency e was created yesterday all the transactions can be found on the, if it's on bsc blockchain or polygon blockchain or ethereum blockchain you can go there if it's on bsc binance it's bsc scan or ether scan on ethereum you can go there you can see the number of holders people that are actually holding that token that means people that actually buy the token and then um, you can see how much tokens are they holding then from there you can categorize them based on this is well this is not a well but one thing with blockchain you cannot know who is who like you just find it like there is that level of anonymous anonymity anonymity yeah i don't know if the word exists anonymity like everyone has his own wallet address that's how people are identified on the blockchain everyone has their own wallet addresses and um, with that wallet addresses you can be able to figure out except if you know the owner of that wallet address then you can identify who this person is but you can identify exactly so like what the impact does this because people are afraid when they realize like there are a lot of wells holding a coin oh three or four wells so because Mostly, when they don't, they affect the market cap of that coin or token. So, exactly like what number of wells is reasonable to add value to the utility of 
whole value of the coin and what's normal is like people will feel like they're afraid okay i think that there is no exact number um <clears throat> the concern comes from people because it's a game of demand and supply right mm -hmm. and um if you look at it this way let's say <clears throat> the supply is one million and you hold fifty thousand fifty thousand and maybe i hold 100 of the coin you hold 50,000 <clears throat> and this is the price this is the market cap and everything if i sell my 100 tokens there is not going to be much of an impact on the on the chart on the cryptocurrency but you as a well holding 50,000 five percent of the total supply if you dump it will affect the chart drastically so that's why people are afraid of um, the wells, but every coin you see, everywhere you go, there are wells, and um, it's a game of how fast are you? Because everyone is there, even the wells are there to make money. You are there to make money, so it's it's a game of competition. At the end of the day, some will lose, some will win, some will get money, some will lose money. So it depends on how fast you are and how smart you are and how you think <coughs> things are going to unfold. One thing people need to look at also is partnerships. For example, if you look at BNB for Binance, you know that it has prospect. You know that it's going to reach a certain level. You know that it's its value. Sometimes the market comes back, it retraces. The market doesn't always go straight. It goes up, it comes back. So, but looking at the utility, looking at the most followed, the most Followed person on Instagram, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's, yeah. an, he's a Binance ambassador. Yeah. Kyle Lim on TikTok is Binance ambassador. And all these big names, if you look at FC Porto, all these, some of the big clubs, they are wearing Binance t shirts. So that is enough insight to give you, that is enough to give you an insight that this is something that is very tangible and it's going to um, go far, go far in the long run and there is what is called bull 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 market and the bear market right now we are in the bear market everything is down red red red, 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 red yeah. when it's green 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 things are going good people are making a lot of money then that that's the yeah that is when you see crypto brother driving a good car <laughs> yeah yeah so actually um modern in northern nigeria and some part of asia there is a is that a token or a, I don't really know what it is, uh, pie. And now there is a, uh, actually token that is going in, also is not really in the Binance, but in other like markets where you can buy and sell pie. But actually the people that spend years mining that's become like aliens because you can't really dump it in the market. How, like, do you understand that this, uh, this talking that you mine is really worth mining or it's just a waste of time? You are just maybe they're using a mining your information and celebrating the black market. Yeah, you know, whether you like it or not, I think one of the innovations that blockchain brings is 
even people back to control when it's when it's <coughs> on the blockchain but when it's not on the blockchain uh then you know something something entirely different <coughs> is happening let me give you an example look at facebook look at google <coughs> they are they have all our information they have all our data everything they have they have access and they they, they control the world whether you like it or not <coughs> they are they are ruling the world by far more larger than any country or any ruler in the whole world like i think they win we lose so blockchain when blockchain comes <coughs> there is no any central entity on the blockchain that will hold users information and be using it to do all this kind of stuff that the big giant companies are doing but on the other hand if you look at um, for example um, just like you said pi um, people are mining pressing buttons on their mobile phone of course you know that something is happening in the background but they have you have to commend them when you look at the millions of users My yeah, the marketing <coughs> strategy is really yeah, it's insane. It's insane. They did a hell lot of a good job. Um, people might uh, will comment them on that. And um, their plans is they don't want to put a liquidity on the uh, Pi Coin or Pi Network. They call it. Yeah, they want to do this kind of a consensus, like. People will sit down and deliberate on how the price is going to be like and everything. So they are coming with a different model. If you look at BNB coin, BNB have liquidity. All these coins. Most of the coins that are. Bitcoin. <coughs> Every coin has a liquidity, but they don't want that. And with regards to the Pi coin that is out there, it's not the real um, Pi network. Pi network. Right now, Sadiq, my name is Sadiq. I can go. And deploy a Pi coin, a coin named Pi coin, on the BSC, on the Binance network. I can go and name it Pi. You understand? So, except if the founders of Pi come out and say, "Okay, this is our coin," but when you look at it, like for you to able to list your coin on an exchange, it has to have liquidity. You understand? So they want to do it in such a way that people will accept it, and I believe it's only the government that have power to do that. Like, for example, government should say if government said that okay, this is Inera, you we will accept it. They want it to be something like Inera. Yeah, yeah, that's how they want to. Yeah, but actually, as you said, it's not really a government. So how can they really achieve it? Is that like something? Doable. Yeah, for now I can't say, but they have the numbers. They have the numbers. They 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 did one hell of a good job. But when you look at the people in the space and the people mining the coin, you know there are a lot of people that even don't understand how it works, how everything works. A lot of fake information out there. You see some screenshots, some fake news. Some okay. I did a video on my social, <coughs> and I have somebody say he has five thousand of a coin. So, like, and he doesn't really understand what, how he can make it usable or whatever. He's just mining, 
for the sake of mining and we understand people as when the amount of pie that is available to use when you calculate it based on that price that people are saying it's crazy okay. and it's because insane. even right now like the price in the market last week i know it's 100 and something the pie that is on the market so yeah that's not the real pie that's that is not the real pie that's what i'm saying okay if that is the real pie these guys that have like five thousand mine pie will have somewhere around one point something billion naira or like uh maybe one six times five thousand is hell of hundred thousand of dollars okay how is that really like where the liquidity come from because definitely that guy will dump it at a moment that yeah, that's why they, they are scared. If they are going to put a liquidity, a lot of people from different parts of the world that are mining the Pi network are kind of waiting for the Pi to be launched for them to, to dump it. And you know, when you dump a coin, it's crashed. When everyone wants to dump it, so when they dump it, it's going to die. That's why they are scared. Then they said that they wanted to, to be. Uh, they want to do some kind of consensus, and um, after they do the consensus, then they give it the price. But if you really look at it from from some point of view, you understand that only government have the power to do that. I will give it, give that. Though, though it's something. Um, if I bring out a thousand naira right now from my pocket, when you look at it, if I ask you, okay, let let's do this. Have some. Cash. Like, what is this? It's a thousand naira. But when you look at it in real sense, this is not a thousand naira. It's just a piece of paper. Okay. It's just a piece of paper. It's the before. It's kind of a brick and mortar thing, right? Yeah. And it's people that believe to accept it as a currency. Yeah. As a even of this one by the thirty-first uh, of January. I will look at it. Yeah. I will see old old thousand naira. Yeah. So because right now I can't accept. Because on first of February, I cannot accept this as a thousand. Yeah, yeah. So it's people that actually um, accept it to be a somewhat of payment. That's why. So that's what they want to use in the in the Pi ecosystem. Like since people agree to use it as a mode of exchange, then it will become real money. But that that's not how it works. If you look at it clearly. Um, you know that there, there, there have to be some kind of government involved for it to be accepted that way, and um, all the people that are mining pi are not mining it because they want pi or they want to accept pi as a method mode of payment. They are mining pi because they are greedy enough; they want to get money out of it, right? So that's why they are saying that they don't, they want to put any kind of liquidity. So for me, looking at pi network. We'll just see what will happen. But for me, those kind of exaggerations, that price, when you look at the three hundred and fourteen thousand something dollars per per single pie, it's crazy and insane. And when you look at it, they even pick the value of pie pie in mathematics three point one four two. They took the value of pie. I was like, what the what is what is this? How how? So for me, even if pie is going to come out and everything, I don't believe it will ever reach a dollar. Papai, or it will exceed a dollar papai, even if it's going to go go out like they, they are, I don't know how they are going to do it, but you know that's what I think. That's my own personal opinion. Okay, um, let's go back to the thing that you do 
personally, the work that you do as part of even Marcus Society, there's uh, events you do annually in this lab. Exactly what is the point of, because you have done twice. Yeah, not twice, uh, this, the third time. Third time. Yeah, the third time. Um, we are trying to reshape lives through entrepreneurship and technology. Um, we have looked at our society and um, part of what brings about the old uh, conference is, you know, sometimes when we sit among our colleagues or among other people in our society, you know, when we are speaking or saying things, they will think we are speaking about a science or something like that. Like, you know, at first, at first, when I first started my journey in tech, you know, a lot of people used to think that I'm crazy, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't have a future, yeah. all those kind of stuff, because they don't understand what's coming, what's happening in the world. It's like, How is it it's like the people in our society are kind of inside a box, inside just a room, like without internet, without everything, just communicating with each other, each other and doing stuff. Like in, they don't know what the real world and how everything works. So we always become consumers of these innovations. People are coming from foreign countries, exploiting our resources and opportunities and utilizing it and leveraging on it, making money from us while we are still sitting, you know, getting a penny or so. We look at all those kind of things and we realize that what's happening in our society is um, it everything starts with the mindset. So we say, why don't we create something, um, a kind of a conference, tech conference, and um, bring on board people that are key stakeholders in those tech space, experts, people that have failed and now they are succeeding or they have succeeded to come and share ideas with our youth, students, entrepreneurs, startups, and guide them through and put them on the right track. So that's the motive behind um, uh, the, the, the conference. We are trying to mitigate the challenges we are facing in our community, and we are trying to um, give people the opportunity to explore, learn, and grow because for economic transformation and innovation, because that's the only way we prosper. Every, just like Gary V used to say, um, whatever industry you are operating in, or you are working in, or you are in, in, technology is going to disrupt every single industry there is. What Amazon did to bookstores, what Uber did to taxis, is going to happen in every single what industry. Did to hotels. So how prepared are you? And for now, it's clear, and people have started understanding that you have to be relevant, you have to be actively learning in order to be relevant in, in, in the changing life landscape. Because if not, we'll be struggling and um, no, it's not going to be good for you. Okay. So I attended this year in this lab and there was a pitch, people in pitch and yeah, I was part of the people that get pitch and become part best three. Is there any plan? For you to make sure like those younger entrepreneurs who are upcoming with their ideas and is there a way that you think you push them and guide them on building a product or yeah 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 there, there are a lot of plans going right now uh, as we speak uh, one of our partners 
that's beat us up and sent me. Uh, we are working on uh, a conference <coughs> with them, which will happen this year, mid this year. Um, it's about fintech, and it's going to bring on board the policy makers and key stakeholders and everyone on board to come and um, push things forward. Then we have the Onfold 2023, which what you mentioned right now. Um, for startups, we are going to have like 5 million Naira bounty for, for the startup that win the, the competition. And um, we are going to match make them with these key industry players we are inviting. And they will come, um, they will come and be guided and be mentored on how to build their product and scale their products. So um, we are so speaking with Flexisa, uh, Faris Bashir, we are collaborating with them and um, we are collaborating with more partners and trying to push that forward. So what will happen this year, 2023, is going to be bigger and it's going to be one experience that has never been experienced before in in, in Kano. And they said that like what we are working on right now is going to be massively huge. It's going to so these two conferences are going to change because it's not a small conference no more. It's going to be international standard, everything. That's what we are planning for. So um you are trying to change the environment. Exactly like how did the environment affect you that make you to see how the global standards are and try to bring it down to the everybody in the state and around the state? Because one thing I learned is when Kano change, the one behind you will change. Like Kano become like the catalyst that changed everything in Nigeria, in GFC, culturally and everything. So exactly how did Kano affect you, change you? to the way you are thinking? Yeah, for me, I think the way I'm thinking, it comes from my curiosity and um, the ability to always try to learn. <clears throat> because when you look at how we are brought up, um, this is how we are brought up. Um, go to school, get a degree, get a job. That's the mindset. And um, you know, when you look at it clearly, I said then I, <clears throat> and when you look at it clearly, you are going to school not for the sake of knowledge, just, just to get a piece of paper, that's the certificate. And you'll see a computer science graduate, chemistry graduate, biology graduate, <clears throat> all those kind of major things, uh, people graduating, but when you ask them to do something tangible on that field they study, they, they, they will not they, they can't do anything, right? They just yeah. There for the You'll see a computer science graduate that cannot operate Microsoft Word um, uh, professionally. They are yeah yeah. You can see it's it's all it's you can see you can see it. yeah. So this kind of problems. Uh, right now, people used to cry. There are no jobs. There are no jobs. There are no jobs. And let me tell you something. I swear to God, there are jobs. But what Every is happening is there is skills. Yeah, there, job openings. There, 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 is, there is this skills mismatch. You know, for for me, for you, if let's let's put it this way. Let's say you have a company and a software development company, and you have computer science graduates, 10 of them, they want to work in your company. 
and you have one guy that doesn't even have secondary school certificate, but he can code, who will you pick? I'm not hearing the Yeah, so that's what's happening right now. These companies, X, it's just this uh, government entities that are requesting for certificates right now. But all these big companies, these high-paying jobs, they don't care about your certificate. What can you bring to the table? What can you do? That's all they are after. They care about your portfolio. Yeah, that's what they are after. That's what brings the idea of um, of academy. And uh, looking at um, our society, there is that skills gap, skills mismatch. We are kind of our heads are kind of closed in 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 in, in one room. So we want to give people the chance to explore and learn from key experts and key industry players on the platform and um, be relevant to the changing landscape. Uh, you said something actually that I supposed to ask and I let it slide back. Why do you choose local languages while teaching people? In that time? Yeah, for us, uh, of academy is not just about local language. We are combining both English and local languages. <clears throat> Why is that? Is there are a lot of talented people out there. Some of them even don't go to the university. <clears throat> they want to learn something. They want to be relevant. And um, you know, some of this, uh, some it's English is very hard for them so to even understand. Become, language becomes a barrier, yeah, yeah. right? So. We said, okay, let's bridge that gap by doing this content on English, in English and um, in local language. That way, you have give, you have make the courses more accessible to everyone. If you want it in English, here it is. If you want it in your local local language, here it is. And when you look at it, we go to school just to get a certificate, right? But anyone you see going to Udemy, Coursera, Skillshare, all those kind of platforms. They are going there to learn something, to learn a skill, to be relevant in the changing landscape, right? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people that want to be relevant, but they have nowhere to be guided. The schooling system is old school. It's not feasible. It's not working. I don't know what's happening there. Is this um, uh, uh, educational dilemma, they said? The curriculum that 21st century students are being taught by um, 20th century teachers using 19th century curriculum. So everything is old. We are kind of left behind. It's not working. It's not feasible. You know, it's about what you know, how you are going to do it. And, you know, if for me, if I am to be asked in the university, what should be done? I will say, okay, since you want to do this things, this theory part, First semester should be theory, second semester should be practical. First semester theory, second semester should be practical so that people understand. And the teachers should not, you know, at first teachers impose that mindset of, get, let me get a good grade, let me get a good grade. That's for now, even class. first class, second class, whatever class, it's kind of bullshit. If you don't know something, if you know something, you know, you have the skills and you have that, grades it's really important it's, it will give you an itch but if you just have the grades and when it when you are being asked this thing or that thing 
and you can't do nothing, then it's kind of bullshit. Then it's kind of like you steal the answer. And one thing our parents too need to understand that because our parents don't care about <clears throat> whether you steal the answer to, to pass the exam, how you did it to pass the exam. What how they do here is what doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You get it. You get the grade. Just the, so that mindset needs to be um, worked on seriously. So um, actually, my last thing I would like you to talk is, as you said about parents and uh, society, yeah, need to gear up. So actually, my call is to in northern Nigeria, we have a lot of bushy rich people that they have the money they have the everything but investing in youth that have the idea like to do something great is hard thing except if you are doing something that you can see the physical product or everything but right now we have a lot of digital product but you hear a mother say no he is taking computer science we want him to be like Zuckerberg or something like that but actually a lot of people want that, but they don't believe in investing in people like that. What are your thoughts? Is that we don't understand how to convince our parents or elders in the region to invest in people that have that kind of ideas? Or exactly where do you think the problem is? Yeah, you know, generally, um, fundraising for a company or a startup or an idea is <clears throat> hard doing it in Africa. It's even more harder doing it in the northern part of Nigeria. It's hectic, very, very hectic. <clears throat> so, but um, you know, everything has to do with the mindset of our people. You know, when someone gives you 50 million who want to invest in your business, they want to see return the following year, or they want to see. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, you to give them their money and their profit back in one year and in the tech space it's, it's entirely yeah. different sometimes if you look at the financial project maybe the, the financial projection maybe in the first year you'll be spending 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 then you attend attend break even then you start generating profit and everything so this mindset of instant gratification of you know elders or people don't want to invest in the long run or for the long run. These tech startups have the potential to grow exponentially more than any business out there, more than the physical business we are doing. Look at fees uh, look at P stack in the day launch 2015. Yeah actually and, and they are one of the biggest business and, and Stripe bought them how much? 200 million dollars. In the moment, they become a billion dollars. Yeah, look at Flutawi. Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Look at all this. If you look at Flutawi, I think the they, they launched after Pista. They launched after Pista, somewhere around 16, 17. Look at the years. Just three, six years, six years, five years. They, they grew to this stage. Every single person that Angel invests, in float out or pay start right now, they are smiling and they know the value of investing. So um, in our society, I think there is this kind of um, skills uh, uh, like gap, mindset, I know, gap. mindset gap, and there is this kind of gap 
I, I know there are a lot of people that want to invest in this kind of um, businesses or tech businesses, but sometimes um, in one way or the other, you know, it's our fault. Sometimes uh, they are victims of other people scamming them. So that's why they are really, really afraid. But I think there are better ways to do it. If you want to invest in this person or this person, uh, this person, person's company, you can even bring your financial officer in the company to work closely with them, the spendings, how they are spending the money, how they are putting. If you believe in the potential, they do their feasibility analysis and all that, they, they know the market is going to work and everything, why not invest? That's one of the, well, my mission. If I reach a certain stage in my life, I want to become an angel investor or, venture, or, or start a venture capital. <clears throat> because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of talented people that have the idea, the resources and everything. The, 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 the sound are not, are, not, are not better than us. They are not better than us. Just like they do stocks, we, do, we have even better people. Yeah, actually, some certain times what I realize even here is they just need a proper marketing and guide about media and publicity because that is one thing from the whole northern Nigeria is really bad at is publicity and things. So you can create an amazing shit and no media visibility, nothing. So you keep uh pushing pushing and our people like one thing i realized with our people here is the moment they see things on tv or hear it on radio or so billboard and things they will feel like this is big and they can be ready to be part of it but we don't have the money because the biggest thing that uh takes a lot of startup money is media and publicity we don't have that and we are failing more often because you will see a company working for years trying to develop a product, but at the end, they will drop it and then go and take a remote job because that is the thing. I know a lot of people that ended like that because there's nobody believe. And the Southern people feel like our elders, if they have money, if they didn't trust us enough to invest in us, why would somebody do that? Yeah, yeah. And I think with regards to um, people starting their own companies or startups have brilliant ideas or brilliant products and at the end of the day they left it or leave it and go pursue other stuff. I think um, we too as individuals um, that are creating products, we have a, a big problem. <clears throat> we have that kind of mindset. You know, it's in the north that someone wants to start business and hold 100% ownership of the business. Yeah, we don't have they partnership have, mindset. Yeah, we don't have partnership mindset. That you can start all these companies, a lot of these companies, you can start you can start them with zero investments. You don't necessarily need money. For example, if all the skills you need to come on board and the partnership and everything, you can collaborate with people that have have expertise in those areas and everything. You understand? After you collaborate, you know, it's better, this is how it works, it's better to be part of, to hold 1% of a, of a billion dollar company 
than to 100% of a million dollar company. You get the point? Or to hold a company to hold 100% of a zero. So even look at Jeff Bezos. I don't know right now, but I believe he's among the top five richest people in the world, and um, he owns only sixteen percent of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Just, just sixteen. The remaining goes to investors, and those investors and those individuals and everyone collaborate and partner with, 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 uh, with him, with the company in general to push things forward. So if we really open our chest, our minds, and collaborate and work together, then everything is going to be simpler and easier for us to push forward and push our company forward. So we have to remove that kind of mindset. And if you collaborate, you don't know how, what kind of opportunity or what kind of thing someone will, will bring to, you, exactly. to your business. Yeah. What is your last word that you can call attention of our youth? Yeah. From my own end, I think it would be <coughs> always keep planning, always keep building, you know, and um, never give up because consistency is obviously the key. It takes one thing to change everything and um, we should remove that mindset of instant gratification. I want to start something today and I want to be successful tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. You have to fail, get up fail, get up and fail, and from there you learn from your mistakes and move on and push forward. And whatever you do, just be technologically relevant, do your own research. And for me, it's okay to want to work with someone, it's okay to be an entrepreneur, it's okay to do what you want to do in life. But you know, I have some kind of level of respect to anyone out there that is trying to build because it, it takes guts and courage and um, you have to be a lion to be uh, to 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 just uh, try to build something because it's not easy it's lonely at the top you know it's not easy it's hard it's hectic sometimes you will even cry in your room nobody knows. knows nobody knows but at the end of the day at the end of the day if you are consistent and if you are building something great then and always try to get mentors, people that are high above you, you know, to be guiding you. Because at the end of the day, if you are doing something all on your own, you know, you might be doing bullshit. You don't even have an idea that this is what you are doing. But, you know, having someone that has done it 10 times, 100 times more than you do, guiding you through everything, it takes, it, it, it will give you a lot of shortcuts. And um, always, implement the the method of life hack you know there are always ways to do things easier you don't have to go and be forcing yourself you know doing crack 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 yeah doing yeah. hard work when also waiting yeah yeah smarter. always be smart always do smart be smart when doing anything so that's my last message to everyone okay thank you very much if you really have to take to this long to listen or watch this podcast we always wanted to have somebody that share something that we will be one step ahead in their life because learning is all that matters and that is why our guests invested in making sure that we have necessary education that we have even in our own local language that i'll put the link to their site so that you can go there and learn something new 
Thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you.